It's the show where the topics are topical, but not typical. This is Atypically Topical with Mindy and Josh. Welcome back to Atypically Topical. I feel like I have, I have like barely said it right before when listening back. Like I kind of like slur through it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you do it better than I could have had. <laughs> could have had. Atypically Topical. Atypically Topical. Atypically Topical. There you go. He got it. And um, how are you doing, Mindy? I'm good. Spent way too much on this, but... Yeah, Mindy just got done, like, doing her story, researching maybe two hours, <laughs> typing up stuff, and I was like, are we even going to record tonight, or what's going on? Yeah, well... I feel like yours I, is going to be pretty long. <laughs> it's not going to be as long as you think. It's just like, I, I was basing it off a podcast called Female Criminals, which is an amazing podcast. Oh, cheer. And hey, I'm giving them credit for it. Mm -hmm. And they're very detailed. And so the podcasts are very long. And so I was like trying to get getting some tidbits out of there. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So I mean, check them out. They're cool. Yeah. Do you know who? Oh, okay. Yeah. Parkcast. They also do like one of the park. Yeah. The parkcast ones. Yeah. They have good ones. Serial killers and um, cults. Cults. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's one of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if you couldn't tell, our theme this week is terrible women. Actually, you probably could tell because it says in the description. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna focus our targets on women this time instead of always bashing men. Because I mean, you deserve to be bashed, but there are shitty women. Out yeah, there too. and enough are already bashed every day, like because they're all doing horrible stuff. What? Well, it's their <laughs> fault, though. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, now that the tables are turning a little bit, mm -hmm. we can focus on the women. Um, but before we get into that, okay. <laughs> you just like, <laughs> I thought I'm just going to start my story, but yeah, I, I know it's long, but I want to mention to whoever's listening to go check out three identical strangers. Oh yeah. Um, it'll probably be a couple weeks out already by the time this comes out, but I'm sure you can find it at some theater or just wait for it to come out. Cause it is crazy. Yeah. We just saw it last night and we had a late showing, but we've been hearing good things about it. It's basically a documentary about um, twins separated at birth or, you know, there's a lot more to it though. I don't like, I feel like the, like the least you know about it, the better, right? Because yeah. it's like, there's so many twists in it. Like if you like psychology, yeah, mm -hmm. you're going to really like this movie. Yeah. Or just like... Like, or just any or psychological thrillers, like some kind of story with twists in it, and yeah. just like keeps yeah. Um, Three identical strangers definitely watch that because that that one was that was very interesting. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah. I just wanted to give that little shout out because we just saw that recently. But yeah, like yeah. last night. Yeah, like twenty four hours ago. Yes, we saw that very recently. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess since uh, yours might be like. 30 minutes long we should yeah go ahead and get to yours and uh see what's going on with your terrible woman okay well my terrible woman is called griselda blanco i don't know if you've heard of her griselda mm-hmm white yeah <laughs> okay no no <laughs> well you're about to find out well you know someone she's affiliated with pablo escobar oh yeah yeah i know of the dude Mm hmm So you'll learn about that. So, um, Graciela Blanca was born in Catagina, Colombia, in February 15th, 1943. Her mother was a farm worker. And, like, we're not sure who her father was. Some people say it was Fernando Blanco. Others say it was Luis Carlos Blanco, who was a taxi driver. And he was either her father or a stepfather. But I okay. don't know. I don't know what's going on with that, yeah. but that's what well, I know about that situation. Okay. So when she was three years old, her and her family moved to Medellin. Um, they lived in the Barrio Trinidad, which is a poor and crowded neighborhood. I remember them saying Medellin a lot on uh, well, he, he found, on the Narcos. Yeah, well, he found it. Well, he didn't found it, but his cartel was the Medellin cartel. Yeah, okay. So that's why you know that. Um. So when she was five years old, so this is some like Colombian history that you should know about. Okay. Um, the leader of the Colombian Liberal Party was assassinated 
And that started a 10-year civil war called the La Valencia. And the Liberal Party, the Conservative Party, and the Communists both raised armies and like fought each other and they destroyed a lot of buildings in Colombia. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was said that two to 3,000 people died during that war. Yeah. So this, this war was happening from age five to 15 for her. Okay. So she, I guess. The formative yeah. years. Yeah. So she is living in this like worn, torn country mm-hmm. that really formulated her like way of thinking, especially living in the neighborhood that she was living in at the time. Yeah. It's um, like, like everything should be this way. Uh, this is how you get things done. Yeah, I guess. Um, so at a young age, she began pickpocketing. Um, <laughs> and then she started to gather other pickpockets and created like a small gang. I wonder how young they were. Oh, they're really young. Because soon pickpocketing was enough. And when she was 11... Her and her gang kidnapped a 10-year-old boy from a wealthy neighborhood. Okay, so she was less than 11 when she started that. Basically, yeah. Younger than 11. Mm-hmm. So they tied him up and kept him on the outskirts of Medellin, and Griselda demanded a ransom from his parents, but they declined it thinking like the kids wouldn't do anything to him, which, I mean, yeah, yeah they're kids. I mean, I guess when you're when you're that little, you're pretty much you're you're like at their pocket level. Like, you can just reach in and, you know what I mean? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> You're that short. You can just reach in, bam. You got some change change or whatever they have over there. I don't yeah, remember but, what they're. Well, Pesos? <laughs> well, it's Mexican. I don't know what. Colombianos. Vergaras. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> terrible joke. Um, so, um, so when she found out that they weren't going to pay the ransom, she took out her gun, shot, and killed the boy. And that was her first murder at age 11. Wow. Her first. That's not a good sign. Yeah, she'll do a lot more murder later <laughs> yeah. on. Great. Um, it is possible after this kidnapping that she started doing sex work. Although she denied it, historians believe that um, that's where she met her first hub- husband, Carlos Trevino. Um when she was 13, Trevino was a car washer, forager, and smuggler whose nickname was Pestañas, which means eyelashes. So I guess he had like. <laughs> He's really one gray. of those that had really long eyelashes. Yeah, apparently. I mean, I've been told I do, but I was never called that. Yeah, I'm not going to call you Pestañas. <laughs> no, don't. That's weird. Yeah. Um, so. It just sounds like pistachios. Mm, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me that. <laughs> no, I'll just call you Josh. Okay. Um. So he was also known to forage immigration papers, and this thought kind of interested her. Um, we're not sure because she saw the opportunity to like get away from Colombia, mm-hmm. or was it a way to get into like the criminal underworld in Colombia? So we're not really sure her mindset, but that's like that part of him really interested her. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she was fourteen, she ran away from home. And some sources suggest that she left because of sexual abuse from one of her mom's boyfriends, which, I mean. Yeah, that's a good reason. Yeah. I'm sorry. I said his name wrong. It's Trujillo, not Trevino. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> so she went with Trujillo. Um, within the next few years, they got married and started a family. They had three sons. Griselda was either 17 or 19 when she had her first son. Why, why are all these details like, <laughs> they're like, she either had this father or that father. She's an outlaw. She was She's either a criminal. 17 or 19. We don't know everything exactly. We just <laughs> guessed that it was around this time. Yeah, like how you say we. Like you're just like, you've been studying her for years. Mm-hmm. Well, you practically did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so she had her first son, Dixon, and then Uber came two years later. No, Oswaldo. Wait, from, Uber? Yeah, Uber. Like U-B-E-R? That's not how it's spelled. How is it spelled? I don't know. I know it's not spelled like is it, that. Don't you have it written down? Well, I wrote it like Uber because I was like, <laughs> I don't know how it's You wanted to be able to pronounce it? Yeah. <laughs> Uber and Lyft. <laughs> and now I'm curious. Go okay. ahead, though. Um, I know it's, it is a name. I just don't know how it's spelled. Um, oh, well, you were listening to it anyway. Yeah. Um, da, da, 
Okay, so I'll, oh, I'll... it is spelled that way. Oh, is it? I mean, yeah. Oh, I just looked up her sons, and there's Dixon, and then Uber. Oh, Maybe he founded Uber. Maybe that's why they're such dicks when they started. Mm, no, not exactly. Um, but yeah, that's a whole other thing. The, the Uber owner or owners were horrible for a long time until they stepped well, down very recently. He was pretty horrible too. Yeah. But anyways. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Um. <laughs> So the, he had Oswaldo four years after Uber. Um, so during this time, he, he was helping uh, Trujillo expand his uh, foraging and smuggling operations until the, until they divorced later in the 1960s. Um, Trujillo later died in 1970. Um, Griselda said as he died of hepatitis, but more likely is that she killed him. So mm -hmm. that's a pattern. Yeah. Um, so later she met Alberto Bravo, um, who was a part of a drug trafficking operation. His main job was to convert old factories to contain to cocaine processing labs. Um, in 1970, her and her friend flew to Bolivia with $500 and bought ref unrefined cocaine and smuggled it back to Colombia so Bravo could refine it. Thus, the cartel began. So that's how they kind mm. of started. Yeah. In 1971, she married Bravo. They expanded their cocaine business into the United States, and they might have been the first people to do so. So they were the beginning of that. Wow. That was the, that was the start of all of it, huh? Mm hmm um, The way they did this, by using drug mules. So basically, a person would go on a plane with the cocaine. They had, like, secret pockets mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, sell it for money in the United States, and then return to Medellin. Um, and Griselda mostly used females as drug mules because, I mean, back then, like, who was going to expect a woman to be transporting drugs? Yeah. So it was, like, perfect. Yeah. Um, and they have, like, another spot, I guess. <laughs> and then she even made her own children <laughs> hide cocaine in suitcases. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like, little kids. Transferring yeah. cocaine. I mean, she started early. Why not them? Yeah, I guess so. Um, Teach them so, a um, So in New York, they set up an undergarment factory. Um, and that's what they were. That was like the facade, I suppose. But what they really did was, I guess they did make garments. But like they, <laughs> made, they had like. With extra pockets in them? Yeah, exactly. So like <laughs> they had like bras. They would put like pockets yeah. in it and jackets. that had like a bunch they of pockets had, like, in cocaine, it. Like uh, cocaine garments. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, so they use that to transport their cocaine and the money. Um, so during this time, people started to refer to her as La Madrina or the godmother because they, <laughs> they kind of viewed her as someone reliable and someone they could, like, really trust because those women, like, um, like <clears throat> this kind of, like, deal was a lot better than being a sex worker. You know, you just yeah. tra transport cocaine and come back and mm -hmm. that's... That's it. And usually, like, if the woman ever got caught, like, she would, like, take care of their family. Okay. So, yeah. So you're just, you're hiding instead of having to, you know, sell yourself. Or, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was, like, I guess more, it was a better work mm -hmm. environment, I guess. Yeah. Um, so as she was getting more money, she got a home in a more wealthy, wealthy area of Medellin. However, she didn't live with her husband. Um, he was spending much of his time in New York, um, and, and they were fine with that. Like they were kind of like independent, and yeah. you know, they didn't really need to be with each other all the time. Um, it was estimated that they moved one million dollars worth of cocaine a month. Jeez, which is actually not a lot compared to how it would be later. Oh yeah. Um, in 1973, the U.S. formed the DEA, which main goal was to stop the door deportation of drugs into the United States. Did you say the DEA? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Drug Enforcement Agency, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, by 1974, they didn't need the mules anymore to transport cocaine. They instead started to fly cocaine into the United States. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In 1975, they had to get out of New York because the government was, like, honing in on them, I guess. Yeah. And so it was around this time that she met Pablo Escobar. Mm -hmm. She met Pablo Escobar at a cockfight. 
at the time. <laughs> of course you did. Well, at the time, he was a carjacker, and he had a, huh. a friend. At least he had a good profession. Yeah. He, he had a friend smuggler um, to help him introduce him to Griselda because, I mean, she was, like, doing this whole cocaine business, and he mm-hmm. wanted to get his hands on it. And um, so he, like, talked to her and convinced her to let him join the Midian cartel. Um, and so she gave him a chance and gave him money to purchase cocaine. Um, with And so it was, like, him, his brother, and, like, another, like, group of associates would, like, start to do, like, their, their cocaine dealings. And she had, like, little groups like that mm. all over Colombia and stuff that would, um, you know, do the cocaine stuff yeah yeah so she started her own little operation there yeah yeah she was the first one really godmother mm-hmm. uh, okay so like i guess when she met with him he was already doing his own kind of things i mean he was a carjacker but i wonder how much he was already doing on his own he probably wasn't doing much yeah, just jacking cars. Yeah, he didn't really know how to get into the business. Yeah. That's why he went to her. Hmm. Um, and for a while, things between them were fine. Um, and we're not sure what happened, but we think that they got jealous of each other's success and <laughs> probably deci- decided to leave and start his own cartel. You mean they were prideful people? That doesn't sound like <laughs> a cartel. And that's, I think that's what was part of it too. Like he didn't want to be under this like woman that had like all this power. He wanted to like have that for himself, I suppose. Um, (laughs) So one day she invited Pablo to a meeting where she tried to assassinate him. (laughs) Apparently she, he like went over there and like, he saw that um, the license plates were like blocked out and he was like, Oh shit. And then he ran and he survived. Really? Yeah. Um, smart i guess yeah but like yeah probably would have been better if he was killed but (laughs) yeah i mean they tried to assassinate each other a lot (laughs) they were like spy versus spy exactly oh do you know what that is yeah i do i I thought you didn't okay like uh yeah you know the cartoon little yeah yeah the little bird things (laughs) bird looking things yeah yeah Yeah, that seems like that's what it was like man i totally forgot about that until just right now (laughs) when they'd be like Yeah, but it's not as funny though. <laughs> Probably like, not. We're real guns, and yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I thought you meant that cartoon isn't as funny today. Oh no, no, no. It yeah, probably it's is. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> spy versus. But this, spy. this is actually happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> real, real people. Okay. So she actually invented the most popular way of murdering people, because there is this whole story about like shooting. Yeah. Well. Not- shooting but like okay so this is what well, i'm happened. just trying to guess what the most popular way of murdering someone well is. it was like people were like do a drive-by i guess oh. and so there's this one story where like this one of our like assassins were like in this big van they're gonna do a drive-by but then they like stopped at a stop sign and like the police <laughs> came and she was like maybe that's not the best way so she thought of like using a motorcycle to kill people so like the guy, one person would be riding yeah, a motorcycle and, and riding like, bitch. Yeah, and the other guy would be like, <laughs> and so like that's like that. That was like the number one method people used to like assassinate people and stuff. Mm. So that's Can, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess for the time it was number one. I feel like that doesn't happen a lot anymore. You know, you know. But maybe over there, I don't know. I feel like you have to be pretty skilled to be on the back of a motorcycle and shoot someone well you learn i mean i guess they probably slow down (laughs) (laughs) maybe yeah okay so um bravo her 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 husband his brother was killed and that kind of put a strain on their relationship um but it didn't really matter anyways because he was soon murdered outside of a dance club oh yeah so but it was rumored that she murdered of course it was rumored yeah they're all unknown (laughs) yeah they had like a apparently like she had met up with him with like the bar guards guards and stuff like that and like she shot him and she like barely got like a wound uh, like a gunshot wound and stuff so mm-hmm. that was probably uh, her I'm guessing. yeah and after this she was called the black widow obviously yeah so she found another husband in 1976 and it's like damn girl 
I can barely get one. <laughs> um, barely. <laughs> um, uh, his name was Dario uh, Spotovida, something like that, whatever, whom she <laughs> hoped would help her keep Pablo at bay because he was like this really big assassin. And, yeah. Um, and they had a son in 1978. His name was Beko Corleone because she yeah. really loved the Godfather movies. Yeah. So well, she named her son after She had that nickname, so. Yeah. So, yeah, so she was like, oh, well, then you make a cordial. Why not? Wait, that was his first, like, middle name or something? I think so. Oh, okay. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> um, so the next year, she had documents forged to make her and her son um, be from, I think, from Venezuela, so they could, like, go to the U.S. freely without, you know, being noticed or anything mm-hmm. and they moved to miami where she can could control her drug trade however it was during this time that pablo was the biggest distributor of cocaine in the u.s in the united states and so she couldn't compete with him so she became a local distributor um so how that worked you like you had your own like little gangs i guess and that <laughs> and since pablo was bringing in the cocaine like you would try to like buy the cocaine as like in the smallest amount as possible and like you would sell it to like users or like other truck dealers and stuff like that um and so there was a lot of competition in miami um yeah i've heard mm -hmm. miami's like that um so yeah there are so many that she ended up committing a lot of murders so she could get the best pick of the cocaine um and so Miami became one of the most dangerous cities in the United States and reported to be and reported about 500 deaths annually earning the name murder the murder capital of the United States oh wow I, maybe that was before Detroit took over yeah <laughs> that's crazy yeah was- and they were actually confirmed murders by her instead of rumored <laughs> uh, a little bit of both <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. It's hard it's really hard to tell. Like she tries to pay off people and and cover up a lot of stuff even though. Yeah. 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 Um so by this time her her two oldest sons were in the business. They were very spoiled by <clears throat> their mom. So much so so that she had people murdered for ridiculous reasons. <laughs> oh, God. So there is this one time she had a man killed because he wouldn't let one of her sons date his daughter. What? Yeah. That sounds like a Mexican mom. <laughs> if Mexican moms had a shit ton of money yeah. and guns, yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of other shit she did, but that was yeah. like the one that really stuck out to me. Um. I, yeah, I'm very curious about the other ridiculous reasons. Well, here comes another one. Okay. Yes, please. That's really, okay, you'll see. Yeah. So, um, Took a bite out of my sandwich. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah. I like your gun sounds. <laughs> Water guns. <laughs> yeah, laser guns. Um, like, that's just like a bomb. <laughs> no, I like pew better. Okay. Okay. So one day. Agree or disagree? Vote. Tell us on the comments which is better. <laughs> the comments of what? <laughs> of the, the podcast or whatever. I don't know. Um, so. We have like 10 listeners. <laughs> Every opinion counts. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, so one day, one of her former distributors um, stole her four-year-old son, um, and he asked for a $5 million ransom. And, like, being, like... Wait, one of her former, like... Distributors? Like, someone that, like, worked Stole with... her son? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's already... Yeah, that's Michael Corleone? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he stole him. And he asked for $5 million and she opted to give him part of the money and he was returned, but she never forgotten about it. Obviously. Yeah. And she waited patiently until one day she was reading the newspaper and she saw that Pedro's son had recently died. So Pedro was the guy that. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and it was list. It listed the church where they were gonna have the mm, funeral. Oh no! So she sent a hitman to kill Pedro at his son's funeral. Wow! Yeah, yeah. And like everyone was Fucking like, "Game oh of God. Thrones stuff right there." Mm-hmm. The Red Wedding. She's worthless, man. So that happened, I guess. Yeah, that did happen. Dang. Yeah. So. Well, 
tit for tit, like Dwight. Tit for tit. Dwight Schrute would say. <laughs> but that's still messed up. It is messed up. That's why she's a terrible woman. Yeah. I mean, he didn't kill her son. But. No, she still kidnapped him, though. I know. He's, um, yeah. But then her son was kidnapped again. <laughs> the same is one. he Princess Peach? <laughs> <laughs> he just gets kidnapped every <laughs> I'm sorry, but your son is in another castle. <laughs> but Bowser. Yeah. Was it Bowser? No, it was his dad. Oh. Bowser has a dad? <laughs> Bowser Sr.? Bowser Jr.? No, it was his Bowser dad. Bowser the third. It was okay, his dad, so Dorian. what happened? <laughs> um, so, um, so apparently Griselda found that her husband Dario was sleeping with a dancer. Oh, no. Yeah, so she was pissed. So him, he like took um, his son, and they fled to Colombia. And he thought it would he would be protected thanks to the connections he had in Colombia, mm-hmm. but he was wrong. Mm-hmm. In 1983, Dario and his son were pulled over by the police, but they weren't the police. They were assassins <laughs> hired by Griselda, and they shot and killed him while um, his son watched in the back seat. And they left the son. No, no, they got him back. No, I mean, I mean, like, so they killed him, but they didn't. Kill no, him. obviously, they want to kill. She wants him back. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, I got confused. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's her son, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you were talking about his, son, the guy's son. Well, they, they have the same son, like Dario and Griselda. Like that's their son. Oh, that's true. Okay. So I had a little bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got lost. I'm- um, so Griselda was soon reunited with her son, which yeah. is cool, I guess. <laughs> and the DA started to crack, crack down on Griselda. Uh, Griselda. They tried to get her son, but they always escaped into safe safe houses she had. She had like them all over the United States. Yeah. Um, in 1984, the DA started working with Jerry Gomez, who had communication with Griselda. Um, I guess he was like... This sounds more like the Narcos stuff. Mm-hmm. They had, yeah. Informants yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess he like sold cocaine for her, and so yeah. like they would call through payphone and stuff like that. And so they tracked their calls to Irvine, California, but she had left the safe house before they got to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so during a drug bust, they've got a new address in Orange County, California, and so they started to surveil it. Within two days, they saw Griselda and her sons and arrested them. Yeah. The sons were given 10 year sentences and she was given a 20 year trafficking charge. All right. So she shared, she, my God, she served <laughs> 19 years in jail. She also had a lover when she was in jail. Um, her, his name was Charles Crosby and he was an Oakland drug dealer. Of course. He, he was in his early 20s and what? she was in her late 40s. <laughs> which, I mean, you go, girl, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, and they were able to consummate the relationship by bribing the guards to look the other way. So, <laughs> corrupt people everywhere. Yeah, and, and it was really to his favor because he, she would like give him like a shit ton of cocaine, and he would sell it. And he like became a millionaire. How? How was? She, how was she doing that? <laughs> she did the shit in jail. I, guess so. <laughs> I don't know. Don't question her. <laughs> I guess not. Um. Yeah. So. I don't want to get kidnapped or shot. Exactly. I won't question anything else. And just like have sex with her and you'll be fine. You'll be a millionaire. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's all good. So in June 2004, she was released from prison and was deported back to Colombia. She was 61 at the time. Okay. Um, she moved with her, um, with a sibling, and but she had like all these properties in um, Colombia. Yeah. Um, because she couldn't, she couldn't take the money that she had because, like, it, they had already spent it or it was frozen, and so she rented the houses that she had for a while until she had enough money to uh, get her own house, and she mm-hmm. like went under um, a pseudonym, I guess. Yeah. Um, and she was like, you know, living her normal life or whatever. Um, and then a movie came out called what was it called <laughs> um uh the cocaine cowboys i think cocaine cowboys yeah that was what the movie's called and that like really brought her back into the picture and so um the drug cartels that 
were left by um, Pablo Escobar, mm -hmm. um, basically murdered her on September 3rd, 2012. She was 69. Um, she was murdered in Medellin. And yeah. according to reports, two gunmen on a motorcycle shot her. Yeah. So she came up with it and she went down with it. Exactly. So that's Griselda Blanco, the cocaine grandmother. Um, got grandmother, godmother. <laughs> she, I mean, maybe was she a grandmother? I don't think she was. No, no, okay. Well, she can stick with godmother then. I mean, she might have been. I don't know what her sons were doing. I mean, everything is up for grabs at this point. Nobody knows <laughs> the facts. <laughs> she could have been a grandmother, she could have not even had a son at all. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. That was very cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, so yeah, that was worth all the hours and hours of research. Yeah, I can take a drink. <laughs> yes, I know. You have your drink behind the laptop, and I was like, "When is she gonna?" <laughs> well, I don't want to like. Yeah, this. you you might have dropped it. Yeah, knowing me, I'm wearing clumsy. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. That was awesome. Mhm. Mm You're welcome. And now I get to introduce a new segment. Oh Jesus Christ! Because yeah. I get a kick out of all the Florida things that I read, and everybody knows Florida's crazy. And uh, it's going to be a short one, that way we can keep it rolling here. But it's called Questioning Florida. Okay, I do that every day. <laughs> yes, she wakes up and she's like, why did this guy do this? <laughs> okay, so here's how it'll work. Um, I'm going to read you a headline, like okay. a funny Florida headline. Mm -hmm. And I'll let you ask me one question about it. And hopefully the article will have that answer for you. Okay. And then we'll just move on and then pretend nothing happened. Okay. And I'll I'll post the link for people, or I'll tell people where to find it in case they want to read more. Okay. Okay. I think I'll be good at this. I'm very I'm good at confirming. Like just just give me being my inquisitive. Yeah, just like just okay. Well, give well me you're not going to get a lot of information. It's just a headline, and then That's like, you get one question. Well, you know that uh, Grace Helbig, she has a podcast, uh -huh. and like one of the things she asks is like, "Tell me your." Worst pants shitting stories in three words and or three small phrases. Worst what? Pants shitting. Oh, pants shitting. Yeah. Yeah. It's... And you have to keep it brief. Yeah, and that was she's... not I... a, a intentional pun. Yeah, <laughs> and she was like, "I just no further questions." We'll okay. Just... Well, there you go. I didn't even know that she did that, but no. this is kind of like it. No. By the way, mine is Chinese buffet mall. Not enough time. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, I'm not even going to go into it. Let's get with the headline. Well, that's the point. Okay. Ready. Okay. Florida woman breaks into car to sleep, sets it on fire, can't unlock it to escape. <laughs> so, um, what is the main question you have? And hopefully I can find the answer for you. What kind of car was it? That's what you want to know about this? <laughs> I'm curious. Are you sure? Because I don't even think that's in here, but I will look. Well, if it's not in there, do I get another question? Yeah, if it's not in here, you get another one. But um, I have the site, or I have the link here. So let me see if it shows a picture of it so you can you can see it. It just looks like a basic, uh, just ask something else, because it looks like a basic, just basic car. <laughs> It's in Florida. Mm. You know. Was she high? Okay. Let us get into that. Um, I believe... I mean, I, I have to assume she was, but hold on. Because okay. I feel like I feel like people are gonna ask the like ba the most basic question, like how does she set the car on fire? But that's not the interesting part of the story. Is it not? No. <laughs> the interesting part is if she's high. Yeah, like what kind of drug she was using. Okay. Uh, well, she did try to toss a cigarette under the front seat, so that's probably how the fire started. Mm. But that's not really like a. Uh, that's not marijuana or any other kind of drug. So, there's nothing about that either. So you get one more question. Okay. And you're disqualified um, if it's not in here. 
neural. Um, is she white? Yes. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, there's a picture of her uh, somewhere around here. Oh, there's a video, but she basically looks like that. You can see she's just like a. Older... Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Or that sounds about right. Looks about right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll give you another bit of information just because she's 62. So she tried to get some sleep in a car, and that's what happened. So that's why you don't smoke, kids. Yeah. So that was questioning Florida. Okay. <laughs> And now we'll get into the most popular segment that America is raving about, which is Spot the Fake. Oh, okay. Oh, are we still doing this? <laughs> yes, we are. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, we're doing both now. We're doing a twofer. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. Woman, okay, these are all women-based because we're doing terrible women. Okay. Woman assaults girlfriend, is arrested the next day while on a gay pride parade float. Okay. Number two. Jealous woman stabs X for taking too long with Christmas shopping. X? Who the hell is X? X, like an X. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> X, an X-Man. <laughs> so jealous That's woman like, stabs... What was that guy's name with the lasers? <laughs> On X-Men? Uh, yeah, so, is uh, it like Cyclops? Uh, Cyclops. Is it? I think so. I hope, because I'm not a DC person, really. Mm. Okay, anyways. So wait, what was that one again? <laughs> so <laughs> jealous woman stabs X. Okay. Boyfriend. Yeah. Or husband. It mm-hmm. just says X. For taking too long with Christmas shopping. Okay. Number three. HIV positive woman steals frozen food from Walmart, tries to infect an employee. So <laughs> you have a wide assortment to choose from. Woman assaults girlfriend is arrested next day while on a gay pride parade float. Jealous woman stabs X for taking too long with Christmas shopping. And HIV positive woman. Steals frozen food from Walmart, tries to infect employee. I feel like the last one could have happened. Okay. So it's down to the jealous woman and then the float. Yeah. I don't feel like maybe the float would be one. Okay. I feel like that's something you made up. Okay. I don't know why. It's just my judgment. Did you, did you see my screen? No, I didn't. <laughs> okay. So let me get into the first real one. And that would be... I'll just read the headline. Mm-hmm. I can infect whomever I please. See, fucking, fucking people, man. It's not over yet. <laughs> HIV positive woman steals frozen food from Texas Walmart. Texas. Tries to infect employee. In- infect. Fuck. Tries to inflect. <laughs> uh, and you can see her real quick if you can look around. It's, uh... mm, she has nice eyes. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> yeah. So a woman tried to swipe a stack of frozen dinners from a Texas Walmart by threatening a store clerk with HIV. See, that shit you can't make up. Like, <laughs> it's so stupid and ridiculous. Yeah. 25-year-old Diamond Lawrence Thursday. Th- wait, Thursday? <laughs> Her name is Diamond Thursday. What's with this world? <laughs> Was arrested after she allegedly... Allegedly attacked an employee in a bid to give him the virus and make it make off with eleven dollars worth of stolen food. See, you got a question. Is that worth it? Yeah. She she made it outside the store with the food when an employee asked her to come back. That's when she told the worker she had HIV and said, I can in- infect whoever I please. She struck the worker and scratched his neck, attempting to draw blood and expose him to HIV, which the, I don't the, think that's how that's, that works. No, she'd have to, like, make herself bleed. Yeah, and... exactly. You have to have a fluid exchange to, but I mean, she... Wait, can you pass HIV through saliva? Because um, I know I, you uh... can do it with, like, genital fluid or whatever. <laughs> genital right. fluid <laughs> yeah you know what fluid i'm talking about well let, let me look back in my search history and see if you can <laughs> pass it through saliva um i don't know I, I feel like blood is the main one i don't know if saliva is one um but maybe i mean if you if you had it open you could look but it's all right yeah i'm too lazy it's, to not, it's not important so she scratched his neck tried to get blood 
it's, it's like she thought she was like a werewolf. And or then something. she told him, "You're welcome." <laughs> <laughs> medics said, like I said, medics said the worker had no blo uh, bloody fluid exchange with Lawrence, meaning he's safe from the virus. <laughs> so. Uh, she was arrested on two outstanding warrants, one for public intoxication, obviously, and a second for an invalid driver's license. <laughs> it's like totally unrelated. And she is being held in Dallas. So this is Dallas, Dallas County Jail. At least we're safe here in San Antonio from the AIDS chick that has no idea how it works. Never know. There could be another one. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, so there's that story. So that one, that one is true. The next one that's true is, if it'll load, jealous woman stabbed ex-partner as he took too long doing Christmas shopping. So I was right. Yeah, you were right. Man. Oh, you I, can't see this, but I'm doing my happy dance. Yeah, she's doing a little, she's putting like uh, her fists up and doing like, she has uh, maracas, I guess. <laughs> Why do we... <laughs> Way to be racist. <laughs> I mean, that's what you're doing. And I it's not racist that. if you're the same. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, because that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Sonia Simpson, 52, who had been drinking. This is the one where I saw she had been drinking, but I assume the other one also. Became angry after she lent her ex-partner 200 pounds, however much that is, but felt he had spent too much time at the shops. When he returned home, she accused him of cheating and stabbed him five times with a kitchen knife. Man, I would have stabbed my mom so many times. <laughs> <laughs> if this was like the criteria? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he managed to get help. or So he, he had a life-threatening collapsed lung. He managed to get help, but had to spend five days in the hospital. That sucks. The court heard Simpson then sent him letters while on remand trying to get him to drop the charges. <laughs> she was convicted of causing grievous bodily harm with intent. Uh, perverting the course of justice following a trial. She also admitted battery and appeared um, let me see. She also, oh, she had admitted battery later on in the, on a video conference from the prison. So yeah, that's the other one. So good job. Yay! And of course the fake one was the gay pride one. <laughs> oh so. but I don't know what the score is now. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to We need a Steven. <laughs> Engineer Andrew. <laughs> what's the score even though um i feel like i don't think he's listened to them all <laughs> maybe parts of it but yeah good job yay all right let me get into my terrible woman of the very current um present i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah of the now <laughs> of the now uh so a japanese nurse poisoned patients so they would die when she was not on shift. Mm, that's, that's the headline. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of those stories from like women that are nurses. And, yeah, 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 and that's. The, I feel like there's this is like a twist on that because there's always the ones that just like do it for the fun of it, or they're just mm -hmm. like. But this, she claims to like have reason for it, and uh, I'll get into that. So. A Japanese nurse has admitted to poisoning dozens of patients because she wanted to avoid the troublesome situation of having to explain their deaths to bereaved relatives. See, that's <laughs> that's a whole isn't that crazy? A whole another level of like avoidance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That like um maybe don't be a nurse <laughs> if you don't want to tell people like that's obviously that's gonna happen, that comes with the job, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, that's just oh. Yeah, message. Who is ah. it? Ah. Brittany. I told her not to message her. <laughs> message her. <laughs> message me right now. No, that was a Facebook thing. Uh, will you ever Ignore date her, Brittany? Edit that out. And why not? I don't discriminate. What if her name was Diamond? Okay, well her name <laughs> wouldn't be Brittany, so that oh, you're saying if yeah. I don't yeah? No, I would not date a diamond. <laughs> you already reached that uh the limit for me. No diamonds. <laughs> Or Thursdays. <laughs> Her last name was Thursday. That was the... I don't well, know which is worse, really. Well, I think a girl named Tuesday, like... No, her name was Wednesday. <laughs> from the Adams Family. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, mm, no. not my type. Okay. A little too pale. <laughs> okay, anyways. Where was I? Um, so, Ayumi 
Kuboki. 31, so just a little older than I am. Just like a few months, really. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Was arrested <laughs> over the suspicious death of an 88-year-old patient in her care whose blood was found to contain high concentrations of a common antiseptic. Police said the nurse confessed to poisoning not just him, but also many others over a period of around two months in uh, autumn of 2016. She didn't last very long then. Like, I've heard stories of, like, people doing this for years. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, well, this just, they just charged her recently, so Mm -hmm. we don't know how, yeah. This was just what she admitted to. She said, I also administered antiseptic solution with about 20 other patients. And then during questioning, she reportedly told police that she only targeted seriously ill patients who she believed would die during her shift. Well, that's kind of like the, uh, like the angel of death kind of thing. Yeah, I was thinking of that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, like the ones that would... It's like I'm doing them a favor by killing mm-hmm, them. Exactly. Uh, so breaking the news of a patient's death to their relatives was the responsibility of the nurse on duty at the time, she explained, as if it's valid. Uh, she dreaded to it such an extent that she would go to almost any lengths to avoid it happening, obviously. Mm-hmm. She would poison them and to avoid having one conversation. That's it's just crazy. But can't you can't you write them a letter saying like <laughs> your dad died? I'm sorry, he died of a heart attack. And then just give it to him and run away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unless you had to call him, I don't know. I don't know how it worked. She was quoted, uh, "It would be troublesome if that responsibility fell on me." Troublesome. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, or it would be troublesome if you killed them on purpose. <laughs> That might be just a little bit. It might like, make their family a little more angry than. Like you, something is troublesome where it's like. I it's mean, a little nuisance. Yeah, but it's not gonna. The like, toilet is running. Like it keeps making a noise, and I don't know why. That's troublesome. Yeah, my boyfriend. I need to hit the little flanger thing. What? My boyfriend leaves tissues on the bed. <laughs> it's troublesome, yeah, but. I have a running yeah. nose. I leave a tissue on the bed. Several tissues on the bed. <laughs> not several. Calm down. <laughs> okay, in the case of uh, Mr. Nishikawa, I think that was the first victim guy. Nishikawa. Yeah, police believe the poison was administered between 3 p.m. and 4.55 while she was she was about to start her shift at 5 o'clock. Then his condition rapidly deteriorated and he was confirmed dead by 7 p.m. And at that point, the day shift nurse was still in the building, so she's the one that had to inform the family. Hmm. So clearly she was just trying to get it to happen while that chick was still on shift <laughs> and have her do it. Two days after his death, a man on the same war died in similar circumstances. Uh, the body of uh, Yamaki, Nobuo Yamaki, he's also 88, <laughs> was subject to an autopsy after another nurse noticed bubbles in his drip bag. Eh, that's yeah. not good. Yeah. That's the one thing I know about, like, nursing is that, like, <laughs> you have to, like, when you administer yourself something, yeah. you have to, like, press on the needle so there's no bubbles. Yeah. And then, like, if you twist the tube, that's not good either. I know that from movies. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Michelle. <laughs> yeah. Our, our nurse friend, Michelle, can be a correspondent. <laughs> Call in. <laughs> uh, if we get something wrong, she'll tell us. Yeah. And we'll let you know. I have to make Angie make her listen to it. Yeah. So after he was found to have been poisoned, police also investigated the death of the original uh, Mr. Nishikawa. The investigation was hindered at first because there was a lack of surveillance cameras in the hospital where the deaths occurred. But they did find small punctures and 10 drip bags at a nurse's station, leading them to believe it was administered with a syringe. <laughs> On searching the uniforms of the nurses, they found traces of the antiseptic chemical on her uniform. Uh, she was questioned in June after quitting the hospital and then later arrested on July 7th. I can see this being like a Scooby-Doo kind of thing. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, he, like the, the gang like looking through her jacket and they have a little like oh, yeah. chow chow or something. And then, <laughs> 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 
of whatever the Sykes. <laughs> I don't know how his voice is. The real. Japanese Roro is. Roro son. I don't know. Police say they Sorry, will never. Sorry, we're not racist. <laughs> I'm not. Although she did put her fingers to her eyes and did the little slanting motion. I did not. <laughs> I did not. Say, I did not. Police say they will never know for certain the true number of victims, as almost all the bodies were cremated. So that kind of sucks. Yeah. And uh, a worker there at the hospital said, we had no awareness that she was a problem employee, which that's an understatement. <laughs> Another colleague from the previous hospital said she was the kind of person who was hard to figure out what she was really thinking, but she was considered competent, which <laughs> it's not exactly a compliment, which, I guess. I mean, if you were just say, uh, I considered her com like competent. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Ayumi has not yet entered a plea, but I mean, she admitted to a lot of the stuff, so I feel like she's going to say guilty. But yeah, that just happened as of now. This was about a week ago that they arrested her, so. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty messed up, right? Yeah, especially in like somewhere like Japan where like there's like hardly any serial killers or like murderers or homicides uh -huh. or anything like that. That's true. I didn't think of that. Yeah, well, because they have like such... Strict yeah, gun strict. laws. Mm -hmm. Like the police, like you have to be trained and you have to like put your gun in a safe and like every year the police have to go and like check on your gun and see how it is. Mm -hmm. You have to take a test and it's like I go through all that hassle. Just mm -hmm. like don't have a gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh they still find ways to do it, I guess. She didn't have any weapons, she just did it through uh poison. Like a lot of women do. Yeah. I'm going to watch my back or watch my food or drinks. I've, <laughs> I've been really into true crime. So. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, if I was going to kill someone, I'd probably like uh, put their body in acid. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it dissolves everything. Yeah, but then I need to explain why I have the acid, though. So that, mm. that's a hurdle I need to I thought you were out. just going to say something horribly graphic, like I'd probably just chop off all of their limbs and then like. Mm, no, I can't do that. <laughs> like. Yeah. That's Maybe, too much of a burden for you. No, i probably poison you and then put your body in acid. Yeah, well, thanks. Yeah, if I was going to do it. Yeah. But you're not, right? Anyway, <laughs> so it's time to pink our glasses because we're done. We've gone really long on this one, but yeah. it was a good one. It was very fun. And uh, let's grab a refill, and uh, please don't kill me. <laughs> no promises. Bye. Bye. <laughs>